I got a new idea I wanted to lay on y'all. Complete gun seizure. No guns anywhere. All right. Uh-huh. Mandatory crossbow carrying. Okay. But only for women. So only women armed with crossbows, no other weaponry in the country. Yes. It's very, uh, I love it. What about non-binary people? Non-binary people can have a really good slingshot. Okay. 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 Yeah. But that's it. I think that makes sense because if you think about who the aggressors are, like a, like a rough mean of aggressors in American society, it is definitely men. It is definitely like cishet men. Yeah. And so if you just arm, like, I, you know, I, I mean, honestly, I think like gals and gays. Mm. Should all be armed with crossbows. Um, th- femmes in them. Yeah. Well, like, I think Marjorie Taylor Greene would probably get, like, a oh, ballista. Yeah, no, like, she like doesn't get Like a really, one. really big crossbow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is kind of, like, the, the problem in, in that formulation, right? Is that you have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, what was that? But she would be controlled by the other women. And then would the she? males would be would controlled she? by all women. <laughs> I don't know I, if Marjorie Taylor Greene is containable, but yeah, even yeah, by not women, even a little bit. Yeah, but I, I, I do think on the whole, like the, like the net, be- there would be a net benefit from, from like we can take Marjorie Taylor Greene instead of like you know Ted Cruz or something. Yeah, you know, MTG is sort of like what would happen if Skynet was like we're going to make our own Sarah Connor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like what if, what if the table reservation system for uh, um, uh, the Cheesecake Factory became sentient? <laughs> <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Green. Yo, did you guys see her new uh, uh, ad? Her new campaign ad? No. What is she shooting now? <sighs> I don't even know. Like, it's. Uh, let, let, let's. Uh, Want to watch it? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a Barrett 50 cal. It's like a really big sniper rifle. All right. Okay. That's important to know. All right. So she gets out of the Humvee. Damn, uh, she's looking good. Yeah. Joe Biden abandoned Americans in Afghanistan, got 13 of our best soldiers killed, gave a kill list of Americans to the Taliban, and armed an Islamic terrorist nation with $83 billion in weapons like this one. Biden should be impeached. Now I'm doing a gun giveaway of my own, but for Americans only. I want you to win. Taliban (laughs) That Democrats will ban if they keep the House next year. While Joe Biden broke America's pledge to never leave a man behind, Nancy Pelosi is sneaking the Green New Deal into the $3.5 trillion budget. And in 2022, I'm going to blow away the Democrat socialist agenda. There is, a, like, a guy with a, 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 like, like checking out to see how things are going. Oh, yeah, oh she's going to shoot the... Oh, my God, is that a little, like, a, like a Prius. Yeah. Prius? That... <laughs> It said socialism on it, and she just blew it up. And oh wow! Does that happen Go when you shoot a battery? Below and sign up to win my fifty caliber gun. <laughs> I think that I Joe think... Biden bans it. God, let's sign up for this. Oh wow, dude! I sign up, man. Sign I, could, up right now. I could blow up so many fascist Priuses <laughs> yeah. with one of those. But, but think. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Great arms. Before another soldier yeah. commercial place. She, uh, uh, she, she definitely does not skip arm day. To be honest, <laughs> MTG, she's looking good. 
That's a good outfit. She's looking good. She's it's a good outfit. Yeah. She's fit. She's fit. She's all I'm I, saying. I, I can fix her is what it, I'm saying. <laughs> I just think that she, you know, she should have a ballista. Yeah. 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 Instead no. of the high power <laughs> yeah. uh, sniper rifle. Yeah. That yeah. Joe Biden will ban. That was, yeah. The Democrats. Um, it's like, should we have 50 cows? Like, is that. <laughs> Is that for hunting? <laughs> <laughs> it's only for the sneakiest of deer. I mean, it's for yeah. hunting. It's like if you it's didn't like care about dangerous game. Yeah, <laughs> if you didn't care about like um, eating half the deer because it like literally exploded. No, <laughs> Chris, I don't know if you were paying attention to the ad or not. It's not for it's for killing ideologies. Yeah. Okay, it's yeah. for exploding ideologies. Well, the only the only way to deal with a bad guy with an ideology is to have a Good guy with it. Never mind. Yeah, to Sorry. paint, to should, paint it on a vehicle that. and then hit it with a very, very large caliber round. <laughs> <laughs> what was up with the explosion, though? Like, oh well, you know, you this... got you got to do that. I wonder how much that cost, though. Like, I mean, they had to get the Prius, right? And then they had to get like explosives, and then yeah. probably licensure. I imagine she didn't just like do that, <laughs> like skirt around the uh explosives uh but she's in georgia right is she where's mtg yeah yeah it's, yeah, it's probably pretty easy to get a permit to explode a prius in georgia i'm just, just like guessing full of tannerite know. yeah well they, they also uh um georgia did a bunch of uh work to get uh film industry in there oh yeah in and around atlanta so i bet the permits are probably pretty pro- to yeah. explode a car probably pretty easy to pull yeah yeah and if joe biden bans that gun um Nancy Pelosi's going to sneak in the Green New Deal, and yeah, yeah, the, that that deal that she loves, so she loves much. it, yeah, the, the Green Dream or whatever, whatever. they call it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's got, she's so ideological. Yeah. She cares so much about the planet. Oh man, yeah, that was a real a real campaign ad. Yeah, it fucking was a real campaign ad. Yeah. I felt real watching it. Yeah, I'm staring at this Fox News article that we're about to discuss, but it's just got this like. I just have to show you. Oh, damn it. It changed. It's got this like, who is Vladimir Putin? And it's like this, this like photo of his face that's like torn in half and like pulled to the sides. It's very, well, you're never going to find dramatic. out who he is if you're ripping up photos of him. You need to study those photos. You can't rip them up. I know. I know. So, speaking of guns and taking people's guns and giving people guns, um, a New York politician uh, is holding a gun drive to uh, send guns over to Ukraine to give to citizens fighting uh, the Russian invaders. Um, <laughs> Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman. Um, really? Uh, Bruce Blakeman? Bruce Blakeman. Uh, I'm sorry, Sex Pastiche. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing for the Ukrainian cause? Yeah, right. I run the fucking show around here. Like, come on. Nassau County Executive um bruce blakeman bruce blakeman just walked right out of like a silver age comic book (laughs) (laughs) right into the nassau county executive seat um he held a press conference on thursday um and he said that he's working with a legal firearms dealer as well as the nassau county police department to collect weapons um donations of unloaded rifles shotguns or ar-15s or other long gun weapons from legal gun owners legal gun owners legal gun to be sent to the ukrainian people the weapons will be placed in storage until we quote until we can get the american government to ship those weapons to the ukraine he said the ukraine (gasps) by the way oh that's fine so this tanky republican county executive (laughs) (laughs) Um, he says, we will collect them. President Biden, you get them there. Uh, the Fox News article ends with, 
It's unclear if shipping donated weapons to Ukraine will be possible. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not something you should look up at all before, before you start doing <laughs> no, that. No, not at all. No, no, it's not like I'm sure your county has anything else to deal with or anything to, to work on. No, you definitely do that. Uh, this is virtue signaling, right? This is just like war but virtue this signaling. Is vir- yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, at the same time, I see people doing like, you know, clothing, um, you know, non-lethal aid, you know, uh, <laughs> collections for Ukraine right now. Like, there's a Ukrainian church down the street that's doing like clothing and like, you know, durable like goods and blankets and shit. And, yeah. you know, like that's fine. And you, you know, the, more, give- the more I think about this, I think it's okay. I think this is good, actually. I mean, I you mean, can give a blanket to anybody, but you can't give an AR-15 to just, like, any. I mean, and that's you tell it to Zelensky. Like, <laughs> like you know, like, that, that is uh, yeah. the literal plan right now. But, um, I mean, the thing is, the it, Biden is calling on Congress to pass a $10, $10 billion budget to send humanitarian aid and military support. A can of Campbell's soup for Zelensky's family. <laughs> and then just like, like a, a, just a, a, a carrier full of guns. Like, how much is the Nassau Police Department really going to collect that can that can even compare with the just massive spending sending arms to Ukraine? It's just very funny to me. I no, they're, they're going to get like the, the Field and Stream exclusive edition. Like, yeah, like, uh, uh, like the cheapest gun possible. Which is that, like, you, you upgraded, so, like, you're throwing away that Yeah, I guess gun. these are all hand-me-downs going to, like, civilians in Ukraine. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I don't know. It's crazy. Like, the, the idea that, like, Ukraine is literally arming anybody who is willing to be armed, including, like, felons and stuff, which, like, hey, yeah. prison abolition, basically. Right. Um, is just, like, a little chaotic, which is just to say... um you know, like there are these things called rules of engagement, right? And, uh, you know, the international, I, ne- I never follow them. <laughs> no, no, the, the international criminal court, um, determines like war crimes, um, besides the fact that like all war is crime, but like, uh, specifically when you're at war, if you disobey like certain internationally recognized like rules of engagement, then you can be like hypothetically held liable, um, in the international criminal court. If you're, you're not the U S cause we have the Hague invasion act. Yeah. You, um, you also really need to like have done that on the African continent. Probably. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I could see them trying to do it to some Russian generals or something. Yeah. Um, That's possible. But like, yeah, uh, if you have uh, people taking pop shots at like a line of tanks from like an apartment building, I'm pretty sure that means the the tanks can like fire on the apartment building, which like, you know, I'm not following the, you know, accelerating war in Ukraine with like a level of granularity as to be able to suss out misinformation from information. But I'm hearing that like, there's not a lot of attention being given to blowing up civilian infrastructure that like, it's largely sieging of cities and like attacking like, governmental and military targets and then there was like a seizing of a uh nuclear power plant and immediately chernobyl the the disaster site was seized like as soon as russia invaded yeah which Um, as we said last week the responsible thing to do probably yeah Yeah. but i've heard a lot of people talking about how like if the entire civilian population is basically just like holed up in an apartment building like window somewhere just ready to like shoot at russian soldiers on the street that that essentially will turn the entire like you know, country into like Aleppo in that like things could get really, really bad and that the Russian military would be, you know, in some ways like justified in like leveling like 
I mean, or at least they would find justification, whether yeah. or not they would truly be justified yeah, is like true. its own question, but they would certainly build a justification for it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's... I mean, that, that's exactly what Hillary Clinton wants to happen, right? Yes. Didn't she just like go on MSNBC <laughs> and like say to do that? She said a lot of confusing things. <laughs> yeah. Like she was talking about how it took a while for um, Syria to be defeated. And what? I, I don't think Syria was defeated. Like Assad is still, still in power. There. Still yeah. definitely. You know, there. like I don't know what she was talking about there. Like we were trying to overthrow the Assad regime and we failed. And Russia was trying to defend the Assad regime and One. succeeded. Right. And but I mean, like maybe when she says we defeated Syria, it means we, we killed a bunch of Syrians, which we did. We did that. Yeah, we yeah, did, did do that, that really well. No, I mean, if you set the parameters for success, then you yeah. know, hey, you yeah. build the world you want. Yeah, and, like, you know, this whole thing is just so chaotic. Like, you know, they're calling it, like, the fog of war, which is, like, there's a sort of um, a, a ton of lies basically throw, being thrown around by all sides on this, um, you know, the on-the-ground situation. And we know they're lies because a lot of the stuff is immediately disproven in the age of, like, the internet. And yeah, like the ghost of Kiev and... Yeah, what was that? Yeah, what was that? This was... there. There was supposedly, like, a... A pilot that was shooting down planes at like a rate not seen since you know World War One or something like that. So it's like a Red Baron type situation. Yeah, I guess so. It it basically like they they were saying that what what they were saying this plane was doing was not possible. Like, and then it was found that the footage of it was actually created in a in a video game. Um, It was not real footage. Um, (laughs) Spectacular. And, like, you know, the thing is, like, back in World War One and even World War Two, to an extent, like, bomber planes and fighter fighter planes were, like, a lot slower than they are now, obviously, uh-huh. and a lot more clunky. So it was a lot easier to shoot them down. Now you need, like, very advanced, like, you Sidewinder know, missiles. Ground to and- air. Yeah. Like, so, um yeah, it was just basically, you know, it's propaganda. It's pre- There's so much propaganda right now that I I am suspicious of anybody who claims to actually know what's happening on the ground uh, in in Ukraine. But what we do know is this shit show, <clears throat> and yeah. we, as we had covered in our last uh, week's episode, um, you know, NATO and the U.S. Uh, imperial interests like had no nothing short of a huge hand in um, the lead up to this. Um, don't think it's fair for nato to take all the blame i mean russia did fucking invade a country yeah, um twice. They, yeah and they they totally could have not yeah um, like that was totally an option to not do that it's always yeah. an option to not invade your <laughs> yeah the, be- the better option was to not yeah and, I've, uh, I've gone years so far without invading my neighbor yeah and uh, uh there's yeah okay i guess that that special operation back in, <laughs> back in 2019 doesn't really count yeah it was my birthday <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, uh, Putin this morning, uh, said that the, uh, sanctions are akin to war. Yeah. Akin so. to a declaration of war. So that I mean, doesn't sound good. No, no, it doesn't sound good. And if, if another nation was putting sanctions on the United States in the way that the United States and other Western countries are doing to Russia, we would consider it an act of war. Oh yeah, like, we definitely would. So, or what we've done to Cuba, Venezuela. North Korea. Yeah. Like Check out our last episode. Iran. Yeah. 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 Well, in, in terms of shank- sanctions, not just regime change, which we also try to do, but yeah, yeah they, just like... It, it, and what's fascinating is like, I, I think if anything comes out of this, it I, I really do think it's going to be the... Um, 
it's gonna be it's just gonna become more obvious like how much work it is to be an ally of the united states yes and the calculus is becoming less and less on in our side in our favor like it just it sucks. Like well, we get you into war all the time. But, but you have to hold these sanctions yeah. Yeah, that like, like make being it hard to like, with get that stuff one in. really messy bitch who's just yeah. always causing drama. And you're like, <laughs> you know, like she's really popular and like she does buy all the drinks on a Friday night, but she's just always dragging you down into messy shit. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, but like we're the real housewives podcast. of of <laughs> geopolitics. Yeah. But like, who's who's gonna hold her hair back when she's puking? You know, yeah, like, yeah somebody's got to. Yeah, she'll, got she, to. she'll remember. Yeah, and she the will. EU is getting tired of holding our hair back when we're puking into the toilet. <laughs> Did you guys see the uh, the meme, um, uh, the Lord of the Rings uh, meme, where in like Frodo is Ukraine and, you, <laughs> yeah, and Frodo's right. like, I will stand up to Russia, and then it's like the Fellowship lands where it's like, you have my sword. Yeah, it's, and it's like the e, it's they're all like, labeled like the EU, UK, yeah, United America, States, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, you know, Ukraine's just like walking off on its own, carrying like a, a sword, an axe, <laughs> a bow, <laughs> and they're like waving. Yeah, yeah. good luck. <laughs> a little NATO flag. Yeah. yeah, but you know, it's like that or hot war with a country with seventeen thousand nuclear weapons. So, or it's just stop goading them into war with everyone around them. Sure, but right. I mean, like that's yeah. like you know, but that's I mean, been Putin, done. Putin so Putin has expansionist yeah. designs, really, regardless. I think of what the West does now, whether or not um, it would have happened in this very specific ways. But, but like I. You know, it, I don't think that we should overstate the role of NATO and the U.S. in Putin having expansionist designs. He yep. is a he is a um, autocrat. He's uh, an imperialist, like homeowner. Homeowner. <laughs> <laughs> homeowner Vladimir Putin invades <laughs> invades Ukraine. No, homeowner Vladimir Putin <laughs> confronts armed Ukraine. <laughs> oh. Ooh, ooh, that's. That's cursed. In, in a parallel universe where instead of, uh, like, conservative, ar- arch-neoconservatism, it was uh, uh, Trotskyism in the United States. Yeah. You, <laughs> like a, you, you, you get, That's how the media would cover yeah, yeah, yeah. the special operation. Yeah. Fame, oh, f- uh, the biggest homeowner in the world, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> it does have some, know, some homes. Yeah. Um, but these sanctions against Russia are really brutal for people living in Russia as well. Um, and it's like, I'm very disturbed. You know, this moment is more like the post 9-11, kind of the year after 9-11 than anything that's been seen since in terms of the manufacturing of consent, um, the just like vitriol, the like the russophobia, the vitriol, the xenophobia against like just normal people trying to live normal lives in a country that happens to be ruled by deranged, power hungry, corrupt people. Um, sounds familiar. Yeah, can relate. <laughs> and, you know, like I, I, I like saw on Twitter, there was this uh, vandalism of a, like a Russian cultural center somewhere in the States. I don't remember where, but they had like broken some windows and like poured blue and yellow paint all over the doors, like splashed paint everywhere. Um, and there are all of these people in the in the comments on this story that are like, yeah, fuck those Russians. What are they doing to stop their government from invading Ukraine? And it's like, excuse Good question. me. Good question. When is the last time you personally influenced American foreign policy? Please, please tell me the last time that you were able to influence. But yeah, I mean, at the same time, if somebody came and like splashed a bunch of like Iraqi colored paint on my door after, you know, I'd be like, yeah, 
But you're I in the United make... States. Yeah, but, I, yeah I, but like, you know, I do. I did fund that shit. I you... did fund the Afghan war for 20 fucking years. You know, like, yeah, well, the blood the is, is on is my hands. It's very intimidating to like, a, a, this was like a, a community center. And they're not even Russian citizens, right? They're like Americans. Probably mostly, not. Right. I, I mean, I have no idea like who who visits a community center i don't I, but i think the point is that it, like it's deliberate intimidation yeah of, yeah I'm, like a, I'm, I'm not trying to say that it's okay to intimidate a russian political uh or you know community center like that, yeah that's fucked up um i guess but, I'm just but, trying the, to, but, but for know. me it's like the just the total lack of like sympathy for what are just normal people like not responsible for and you and like these people aren't even ukrainians they're just like rabid american nationalists who are just like yes war we gotta go to war we gotta kill these people like it's just it's very fucking disturbing to me to see the like foaming at the mouth of you know fucking like joey z24987 on twitter.com you know with like a six ukrainian flags in his handle just finding every single fucking twitter thread about anything having to do with russia and like spouting off at the mouth about how we should be killing russian people yeah that's not I, good I, yeah I, no, I keep trying to think of like good. like how, how i compare this to uh bds sanctions against israel right he's like there is there is like a, an organized movement to kind of like do like a people's sanction <laughs> right he's like yeah. the united states just says sanction and like all this terrible shit happens to your country uh but you can kind of crowdsource that which is what we did what like people did for south africa to help end apartheid and that's what people are trying to do with israel you're saying some da some yeah. some anarchic uh, organization <laughs> yeah yeah and uh um and and so like i was thinking like you know, like how how do I reconcile saying like yeah the you know throwing blue and yellow paint on a Russian community center bad uh like draping a Palestinian flag on a uh Holocaust like, memorial well, yeah, yeah, yeah right also not not necessarily yeah not good, good. right but the, the, of course the, I, I to me like the answer is just like it's tactical like it's not like a moral question it's like a tactical question of like how do you want to do your propaganda. And I think there's probably a lot of really clumsy, bad ways to bring light to the Palestinian cause that I would say don't do that. Like, you know, like an embassy, not a fucking yeah. like, obviously, you know, that's a lot more dangerous in terms of uh, getting caught for your vandalism. But right. Like, mm. You know, I think that um, I, th I would think it was fucked up, Chris, if somebody came and like splashed paint all over your house to get back at you for you know american expansionism like that's not i don't know I like feel, your I feel, piece of tax dollars when like they could have just as easily gone next door and get and done it to them you know, like, yeah you can, sure but i mean like who, who somebody's got to hold me accountable <laughs> <laughs> like i did fund that shit you know yeah it's true like not you not, personally, not not like Chris willingly actually personally paid for the invasion of iraq like, some of it yeah but it's like well, under not, pain not, of not going iraq. to jail i was like i was like, I was like 13 i probably didn't yeah. have a 1099 uh <laughs> but we've been there for a long time <laughs> we done been there yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely paid for some of it. Yeah. And another thing that's similar to, I think, the moments after, and when I say moment, I mean like that whole like period of cultural rage and mm -hmm. the weird unity in our rage. Um, you're also seeing like this wild, wild backlash to anybody who's trying to analyze the situation with a relatively even, like even keel. 
um, like anybody who's taken a sort of analytical approach to understand like why this is happening mm. is being called like Kremlin agents. And, you know, it's just like it's mm. a- exactly the same as after 9-11 when like arguing against the United States going to war made you a member of the Taliban. Mm. Right. Um, it, and there's a bunch of really interesting bedfellows that are being made at the same time. Like, uh, did you know, David, that your opinion uh, on NATO uh, v. Ukraine v. Russia is essentially the exact same as Henry Kissinger's? Oh, no. Yep. So. Yeah, think about that. Yeah. And yeah. Donald Trump's. Yeah. Congrats. Well, no, Donald Donald Trump's a little bit different. He's like, very smart move. Very clever guy. guy. Definitely a really intelligent move that he's doing right now. (laughs) Certainly not going to have any backlash. That definitely is something that's very different right now from post 9-11, which is that there is a contingent of the right wing of this country that like looks up to Putin. And all of this thanks to Trump, too. I don't think that, I do think that um, we don't we don't want to subscribe too much to the great man of history theory, but like I do think that Trump created in this country like a little bit of a pro Putin contingent that otherwise I don't think would have existed. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he's, he's an influencer. So well, it, he's a great influencer it, of history. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a tr- trends and forces thing too. Though I mean, you saw like um, the schismogenic um, of uh, feelings of toward Russia happening vis a vis the Democratic Party's like complete, you know. Um, uh, scapegoating of Putin in the 2016 election, yeah. and then like the whole Russia Gate, uh, and you know the very f- perfect phone call, and like very you know on and on. Call. So like there was there was a lot of things that led up to him to to that you know generation that wasn't just the un- unilateral positions of Donald Trump, right? Right, of course. Yeah, um, but you're you're right that there is that element, and I see that this he is popularized probably, it. He made it okay to say it out loud. And, you and, know, and the amount of like vitriol that the chuds have toward Russia, right? now like is real a lot of them at least and this is probably the biggest wedge we've seen driven into the gop since like trump like you know which is to say like trump's off social media except for his truth you know social media truth.social yeah um join truth.social.com with the offer code iron with 69420 <laughs> and you will get ten dollars uh, you'll get three months free <laughs> but, i mean i guess it's not entirely tr- what i said earlier is not entirely true because there was a contingent of the right wing in this country after 9-11 that did not support bush's sort of middle eastern adventurism like that was definitely and that's then coming up in one of the um, in the final episode of the Phyllis Schlafly series for reaction, but like there, there has always been a contingent of the of the right wing that's like very isolationist in its foreign policy. But yeah, the libertarian um, wing. Yeah, that, not necessarily the liber- more Ron like the Pauls. The, the, the Ron Pauls, but also just the like very you know fiscal conservative in its most grounded sense. Stop mm. spending money and stop taxing people. Like, mm. um, so, but, but that's always got to be balanced with the other like knee jerk support the troops lick their boots and give them all of our money right like, which is also a very mm-hmm. like right also thing. support yeah. the troops by not sending them into foreign wars which you know that 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 contingent of the of the republican party does exist it's not the loudest it's not the largest but but it's there but as far as like electoral stuff for like 2024 goes like this whole russian invasion thing is like the biggest like x factor right like mm-hmm. you know trump's coming out in a very unpopular position right now on the the whole thing basically being like yeah wouldn't have happened if i was in president but you know it's a good move i would have done it if i was putin you know like and um that's not looking good and no. so you're seeing a lot of people um 
you know, uh, basically taking this as an opportunity to um, try and make themselves seem more alignable with, you know, the body politic of like the GOP than Trump is. Yeah, uh, um, uh, yeah I, I would also say on top of that, that like we're, and this is, I, I think, fairly common, you know, I mean, just like the fact that you have, you have uh, um, people getting on MSNBC, like Hillary Clinton saying like, oh, we have to fund Ukrainians the way we funded uh, the, the Mujahideen to get the Soviet Union in a, in a quagmire there. How can you right. say that out loud <laughs> yeah. with a straight face? It's the fucking meme from like that Arrested Development episode where Lindsay and Tobias are talking about opening up their marriage. And she's like, does that ever work for people? And he's like, no. And they always delude themselves into thinking that it will work. But maybe it will for us. Yeah, yeah. So so they're saying, like, yeah, yeah, let's, like, definitely fund a bunch of neo-Nazis in Ukraine. And that will probably end up being fine. Uh, you know, 10, 20 years later. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Um, and, and I, uh, and, and part of that drum beat, uh, you know, the, 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 what's that, a drum beat to war or whatever, you know, like the, you know, part of the getting everyone on board for war is like erasing the fact that we are giving a lot of money to Nazis because like, so the fact that, uh, I don't know who, who you know, the, the Republicans in the United States, like, did a good job of, like, remassing their their power after Clinton by, like, going after, like, low-level seats, right? Like, the evangelical mm-hmm. Republicans, like, went, went after, like, you know, uh, school boards. School and, board, mayorship, uh, yeah, city they, councils, yeah. Yeah, and then they eventually build up this huge base that, that, that will, like, propel, like, W to the office and, and, you know, kind of makes this really powerful majority. The the Nazis in Ukraine have been done have been doing something similar. Right, I it's. I wonder where they learned that from. But yeah, Yeah, they lost a lot of power at the national level. Yeah, back in the. I have since been having to read up on this because I have to. You know, I just my my willful ignorance eventually had to come to an end. But like, yeah, they lost a fair amount of power back in like 2010, and they are now a very small percentage of the national. Um, you know. Uh, position holders in government, but they have been building disturbing amount of power at the local level. Yeah, and and, um, and, and then you have like PBS NewsHour Jesus interviewing Christ. a Nazi with a portrait of a Nazi behind him while he's giving the interview, yeah. holding up a gun, saying like, "Thanks, America, for this America gun gave you gave me." me. This gun, America yeah. gave me, th- or yeah, what what was the the exact line is. Uh, thanks to the United States of America for supporting Ukraine with weapons. My weapon is American. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, see, you see this as giving Nazis a bunch of guns. I see this as giving the Jewish tiger of Ukraine a bunch of guns. (laughs) And so... I like that framing better. That framing makes it sound better. Yeah. 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 I would say. If anything deserved the Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, like, music... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. It it is a a Jewish comedian running a country full of Nazis in a war war scenario. And you're like, oh, oi vey, what have I got myself into? I'm such a schlemiel. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, are are they full of Nazis or like, let, no, let's they're ask not this full question. Of Nazis, yeah. but Who's got more Nazis, us or them? Probably us. Uh, but percentage-wise, who knows? 
Well, it's hard to say, of course. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, no, no, it, it is really hard to say. But the point is that, like, you get, the, here's the thing, though, right? Is that you get people who are like apolitical, don't really care. Then you invade their fucking country, and they become very nationalist for very good reasons. Yes, right. Yeah. And then, like, it. I think it does become there's a, a lot slippage. easier. Yeah, there's a lot of slippage. I think there when you have a lot of people in local power that might be running your your neighborhood militia or whatever. You know, I'm not going to I'm going to stay in my lane and not assume that I know like what the the pathway to Nazism is in this these sorts of situations, but you know, that is also like in the fo- in like the the fallout from World War 1, like that's how Nazism in Germany started is that you have a bunch of people who are like who feel like economically depressed economically depressed yeah. and 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 national national, national embarrassment yeah and national embarrassment always said yeah. yeah and and like this seems like a really good way to like like the seeds have been planted and man you're gonna get a lot more nazis and you're giving all of them a ton of guns and the other thing too is that a lot of kind of um this like hyper ukrainian nationalist rhetoric that we're seeing on twitter and on news feeds and stuff is is their go-to defense against this neo-nazi claim is that svoboda the political party that is most closely associated with neo-nazis that it's so small now that it's you know really like just shriveled up and is almost dead despite the fact that the guy that pbs news hour is talking to is a it won a mayorship yeah. in that political party and it should say pbs news hour does not mention that he's a nazi does no. does not question him on anything is just he's just a mayor that he, that seems very charismatic and here he is giving his speech that we're not going to translate to like an audience where he's like shaking his fist and stuff yeah. yeah yeah but but after the sort of decline of that political party the one of the reasons for their decline was that a lot of their like ultra nationalist ideology and rhetoric was absorbed by other political parties okay so in a well, sense that's that's probably good right which is to say like you know no, that's it takes terrible. it takes a not nazi nationalist to fight a nazi <laughs> nationalist yeah. you know like yeah so to say that you know oh well it's dwindled to two percent is kind of disingenuous when you're only looking at it as if every single nazi in ukraine is part of this one political party mm-hmm. when in fact there was a huge political realignment and and, um, ran, and ran for office or and then like sees electoralism as like the way to go yeah i don't yeah, yeah. it seems very I, I mean i don't know i think that you know like uh as far as i can tell you know through this fog of war Zelensky is coming out as like the most charismatic, sympathetic, like heroic, like world leader on the world stage right now. I have and to say, there's been I I don't even know if it's appropriate to say this, but there's been a lot of fawning over Zelensky. Oh yeah, and um, there was Javelin Zaddy. Some writer for the Atlantic was like posting on Twitter like a video of him speaking and saying like he's creating an entirely new cultural paradigm of humanity and peace and blah blah blah. Whoa. But like and like really fawning over him. But like, what he's saying of peace, like, isn't he like universally conscripting the entire male population? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, what he's saying in this video is the most anodyne, pop, like, politico speak, where he's just like, we have to come together, and yeah, like, there's nothing particularly inspiring about it that like outstrips what any other effective you know persuasive politician would say it's just so weird and yeah. like i say it is exact it's like after 9 11 when everybody was pretending that george bush was this amazing orator and I, like now yeah. you go back and listen to the shit that he was saying when everybody was fawning over him yeah. and saying what an incredible leader he was and it's it's literally like is our children learning shit i mean <laughs> well 
Yeah, I mean, you're definitely talking about a very real phenomena, but I, I do, the stuff that I've seen translated from Zelensky is, like, pretty moving. It's like, I don't know, like, I guess I've, I haven't been paying it, like, ultra attention. Like, I'm sure he's on the air all the time, like, saying a bunch of dumb shit, like mm-hmm. every head of state would in this situation. But, like, I remember he was making an argument, a uh, very emotional argument for a no-fly zone uh, to be imposed by, like, the U.S. and NATO, which I definitely don't think should happen. No. Um, but, uh, you know, he was saying, like, how many fucking heads need to pop off bodies? How many, like, all this other stuff? He's like, I'm going to go and I'm going to count myself. And when you come up with that number, I'll let you know when it's passed. And, like, all this other stuff. And I'm like, okay, this guy's, like, you know. He, An actor. Yeah, he's, like, in it. He's, like, in it. And I can see a lot of people, like, you know, in this crisis situation being, like, I'm glad this guy is, like, not just doing politico speak, like, most of the time. I don't know. Like, I mean, I think that he is about as good as the president from Independence Day in terms of his, <laughs> which, in terms of his red- rhetoric, which is... Pretty fucking good, I mean, eh? it's good, yeah. Like, it's, you know, he, he is akin to I cried a, in a, 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 a yeah. president in a movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is to say, like, I don't know. I get, I always get a little... It's very uncomfortable to see everybody kind of um, getting hyped for war. Getting hyped for war. Yeah, which is I also really, yes, feel very uncomfortable about yeah, that. I don't, but, like uh, it. I don't like it. At did all. you Did you see that uh, Marco Rubio pulled a Geraldo Rivera? You were mentioning this earlier. What? what no, not not the secret. Uh, like, what was it? The the treasure of like a mob boss or something. Yeah, that he, he did he, did Marco Rubio didn't promise to find a treasure and then not, <laughs> and then on live television not find it. No, I'm referring to the move that got Geraldo Rivera as the fourth person that the U.S. military asked to leave Iraq. The first three being Saddam and his two sons. Um, when he <laughs> did on live TV a they like, give him a, a trading card. <laughs> put Ronaldo Rivero on the deck of cards. Uh, he, yeah, he like showed with like a. They, they cut to like Geraldo standing out in front of like a military like convoy and he's got like a bunch of like dirt uh, sand and he's you know drawing he's like okay so here's the enemy's position and here we are and we're like and this is live TV. He showed troop movements on live TV. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so uh, yeah Marco Rubio is getting uh, censured for basically showing Zelensky's position like in a Zoom call. How did he even do that? Uh, through sharing photos that were like internal U.S. government confidential like situation. I mean, like Zelensky's been Christ. like you know on the media a lot, and he's doing like that. Um, it's very like you know like a SoundCloud rapper kind of thing. Like <laughs> he's like out in front of the the building that he's in, and there's like you know fucking just like yeah orange street lights, and he's got like his 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 boys around him. Right. Like somebody's like <laughs> you know that, answering yeah, yeah like somebody's answering like you know a state email like over his shoulder, <laughs> and he's just like you know like uh, Facebook living. He's like hey I'm still here you know we'll be here till the end like I'm not going anywhere my family's not going anywhere blah blah, blah. like gang. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but how did little Marco get access to anything that could be uh, I, revealing anyway? He's not. Is he on some I Senate mean, committee that's like... Yeah, he's on the Intelligence Subcommittee. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, Senate Intelligence Subcommittee. Withdrawn. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. And he... he um, uh, I, all that I saw was that he, like, took a picture of his screen... Of his... Of the Zoom call that he was on. And it might just be the fact that, like, Zelensky shouldn't be on a phone call with, like, the Intelligence 
uh, committee of the U.S. Senate. Like, yeah. that might be that would probably an issue. Be, yeah, that might be a bad thing yeah. to have. Yeah. And just in general, I, what I had heard is just, like, at the beginning of the call, they were like, no, please, no one share anything from this meeting. And then and Marco Rubio was like, oh, I'm tweeting. Well, <laughs> so, in his defense, he was actually listening to another meeting, like, in three rooms over. Like Ah, uh, that'll get you. He got really big ears. Yeah. yeah. He can, he can li- listen <laughs> it's, it's to things very Little Marco ears. big ears. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, really, like, who, whomst among us hasn't been paying attention at a Zoom call, right? It's probably, oh. like, a third of the day. Yeah, no, that's You know, he just God, wasn't paying yeah. attention to the part where, you know, you, you shouldn't share stuff. Yeah, there's definitely not been any um, social club audio uh, Zooms that I've been a part of where I just completely missed all of the <laughs> rules. No, no, you would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I've been run I've run Zoom calls where at the end of it I'm like, what? What just happened? <laughs> what did we just talk about? Going to a fugue state. Uh, yeah, well, Zoom is the worst. So what, what else this? is going on? Yeah. <laughs> well, what about this Washington Post article that's like nothing it's like it's just manufacturing consent. This is uh, one of the machine. most blatant yeah. examples of manufacturing consent that I've seen in quite some time. Um this is by, boy, they really pulled out all the big guns on this uh, impossible to read Washington Post article because everything is popping up. Shane Harris, Michael Birnbaum, John Hudson, Dan Lamoth, and David Elster. And interesting that they are all dudes. U.S. And- Male. We don't use that. We don't use the M word on this podcast. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. I'm, I'm, I'm repurposing it. Women I'm, and males. Those yeah, are the two. Yeah, women and males. And... <laughs> Uh, U.S. and allies quietly prepare for a Ukrainian government in exile and a long insurgency. I'm not going to read, like, a ton from it, but, like, it's it's just so, it's so bad. It's so bad. Every single sentence of it is just obvious state propaganda and, like, designed uh, appeal to emotion. And Does any of them, you know, jump at, at you off the screen right there? Um, should the, this is just like the fucking fourth paragraph here. Should the United States and its allies choose to back an insurgency, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky would be the pivotal force, officials said, maintaining morale and rallying Ukrainians living under Russian occupation to resist their powerful and well-equipped foe. Yeah. Which which is like, the, the, the question is only like, should the United States do it not like like what the fuck is our like it's on the other side of the fucking planet like i don't know like it's just like seem it's very it's it, it, within we embedded the, within that question yeah. is like i mean of course we would be considering it we're the know? gun basket like, of the world yeah 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 <laughs> I, I i was it in this article or might have been in another one where they they said like they uh, the united states actually had to intercept a bunch of guns we were sending to Afghanistan. Yes, we're still sending guns to Afghanistan. Why? Right? Why? Who and, knows? And they wanted to intercept it and move it and send it to, reroute it yep. to Ukraine instead. And it's like, yeah, we just like we we're running out of like places to like we just have to send guns. We're sending guns everywhere constantly so that everyone kills each other and then we can just like come in and be the the one thing that's like left standing. So we can build like a military base and a McDonald's there, and like that's that's our that's our foreign policy is just like ev- all of you kill each other and we'll come in and rebuild it later. It worked really well after World War II. We're defending democracy, and you know, I, I'm not going to stand for any more of this pro-Russian propaganda. <laughs> <in this podcast. laughs> 
Right, but like that—that—that's the business model of the United States. It's what got us the uh, you know the American century is that like World War One and Two was fought over there, uh, and that's what our our politicians keep saying is like we have to fund you. Like what was it? it was like fucking Ben Sass said it. Like yeah, we years have to fight ago, Russia over there, there so we don't fight them over here. Yeah, and that's the idea is that all the fighting happens over there. We yeah. remain pristine. The you know the, the imperial God, core is yeah. fine, and then we can just like keep sending military shit every yeah. the, every all, the Atlantic all over Ocean the world. Is the reason yeah. the United States has remained a world power in, over the yeah. world century? Well, like yes. God forbid, the and Russia we don't even take care of the Atlantic Ocean very well. It's, like, it's pretty <laughs> yeah. fucked up. We don't even appreciate it. God forbid Russia ever develops like intercontinental ballistic missile capability, because like <laughs> if that were to happen, oh no, like we, you know, it, the world gets a lot smaller really yeah. fast. You yeah. know. And uh, I, I actually I heard that they they might be testing some some intercontinental technology. I think I think that they might be approaching the ability to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Possible. Chris is saying this from the year nineteen sixty-five. You know, last week when we talked to Chris, and you were kind of like hyped up over the possibility of nuclear war, and he was oh. so excited, and I was <laughs> <laughs> no, he was very anxious. Um, understandably yeah, yeah, so, no, no. and I was sort of like a little. Gl- not glib maybe just sort of like I, I i don't think it's gonna happen i'm not worried i don't think it's gonna happen yo the media plays me like a but fiddle now i feel like it might happen so i just wanted to let you know that i'm 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 more scared <laughs> than Mayor i was Culpa? yeah just so you know yeah we were talking off mic trying to like you know i want to workshop this joke into something that works better in an audio medium but so just visualize listener with me you know that scene in indiana jones where before like the big ball of stone starts chasing him it's a boulder (laughs) it's a boulder yeah it's a sphere it's too spherical to be a natural boulder but yes Uh, oh so you're doing like ancient alien stuff (laughs) (laughs) no no exactly it was humans made that boulder okay we're not taking away their agency but no you know like that scene where he's got like the bag of sand and he's about to like take like the thing he's looking for artifact artifact or whatever and he's like trying to guess its weight and he's like you know and then he does like his best effort as at an instantaneous switch yeah I felt like that happened to the source of my floating anxiety of like <laughs> this moment. Trading COVID for yeah. nuclear war. Yeah, there yeah. was like, it, it was just, the question was like, all right, well, when's the next variant? When are we all just going to like literally all die of this thing or whatever? And to when is, when are the bombs dropping? Right. And it was like no break at all. Yeah. Like it was seamless. And now the like cultural vibe, you know, because we're recording this uh, podcast a bit for posterity, right? Um, no one's worried about COVID anymore. Yeah. Nobody. Nope. Like, it is just not a fucking thing. We're still losing, like, tens... Sorry. We're still losing, like, thousands of people a day to this thing. Mm, no, it's down to, like, a thousand and change. Okay, fair. Only 1,000 <laughs> one a day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, that's... You know that's, that's, like, only about 365,000 people per year. Um, but, you know, like, it's, well, it, it's a it's, lot it's of people. Same, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, like, the amount, like, die car accidents. No, yeah, that's, like, that's, like, yeah, 60,000. Yeah. Well, no, still, like, around the world. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But anyway, in America... Uh, but like the uh anyway i guess my point is that like the vibe on covid is just like dramatically fallen off like precipitously it's like we only have the mental capacity as like a populace to like be scared shitless about one thing at a time (laughs) well you know there was that time last summer when numbers were super super low and things were like kind of had this like air of normalcy people were sort of doing things regularly again and you know the vaccine and whatever and it kind of felt like (sighs) okay and then omicron yeah yeah and and then omicron seemed to be 
pretty much done. Swept past, right? By mm-hmm. mid-February, it was like, okay, things are normal again. Numbers are good. We're safe. Even now, and we'll talk about this in a minute, but even now, like, Blue State New York is about to get rid of mask requirements for schools and, like, um, you know. We got rid of it last Wednesday. Uh, public schools, though, yeah. not. No, public schools. For children? Yep. Oh, okay. Last Wednesday. Oh, okay. See? So there you go. We, we're only allowed to be scared shitless of one thing yeah. at a time. Yeah. So, I, 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 this brings me no joy. Yes, it does. Why? Uh-oh. I'm lying. February 27th, I knew it. 2020. Yes. February 27th, 2020. I take you back to that day. Everyone's confused. No one knows what's going to happen. Our, our, our fearless leader, Donald Trump, comes out, says one day, very soon, it's just going to go away. It's just going to go away one oh, day. Oh, like a miracle. Like a miracle. Like a miracle. And he was correct. It happened. Two years too early. Two years too early. Yeah. To the day. Well, speaking of about uh, Nostradamus, um, did you guys see that Alex Jones in October <laughs> predicted like a global, a global war? major yes. war breaking yeah. out in February? And he's like, you know, I've got my sources from people who are definitely not in the New World Order. Um, and they're telling me <laughs> that th- this February, it's going to be it's going to be global a major war. global war. And, uh, yeah, definitely had to put a coin in the Alex Jones was right bucket. But he's been predicting that, like, every other month for yeah, but a really long time. you got to give him credit where credit's yeah, due, yeah, you you're know? Right, yeah, right. Broken, you know, the man's a broken clock, and when <laughs> the broken clock is right, twice a day, you know? As my mother always said, even a blind squirrel finds a nut. Yeah, yeah. and he found a couple, Bohemian Grove. Um, uh, yeah. That's a bunch of old dudes nuts. <laughs> Yeah, that's just that's just that's just a powerful people sucking and fucking. They're not really doing anything important there, I don't think. Uh, well, after the sucking and fucking is done, they have some really important conversations. Probably, yeah. yeah. It's like, but they're just spitballing, you know. Yeah. They're just Power into plans. each other's mouths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Oh boy, do you want to talk about the trucker convoy? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, oh, 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 that old thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel kind of, you know, my heart goes out to these folks because like there was first there was like the freedom convoy, I think, which was Canadian and no, 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 that was, that was American. Oh, um, you know, they were, they were inspired by the Canadians, but like they had to cancel it because they, they only had like five trucks Yeah, and yeah, they could, they couldn't get enough trucks together. Very yeah, sad. Yeah, welcome to the club, man. You know, like, that, that sounds like a leftist thing, leftist problem. You know, you're like, yeah. you organize something, only five people show it up. It sucks, I was man. Like, oh, man I, I you put all that work into it, and then, you know, the turnout, turnout's low. It's, it's hard. But now, now the People's Convoy is headed to D.C. to protest against Govern, you know, government COVID policies. What government COVID I policies? I know. I feel, again, I feel kind of sad for them because, like, they're just a little bit too late. Like, and now all the restrictions are ending. Yeah. I well, mean, I guess they could... fucking won. So, so this credit is what I was telling David. I was, like, I was like, they're going to get there and they're going to be like, we did it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. They were so scared. They, we didn't even have to get here. Yeah. For, for they them just to heard about it. us coming and they, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh. We got Bre- breaking news right now karma oh my god karma the cat the cat wants a little is... attention wants a little love has joined us oh, oh god she's just the she's just the littlest old lady yeah she's we're taking her to the vet this week oh yeah? yeah she she stopped uh eating as much and we moved her over to a wet food diet to try to get her to bulk up a little bit 
but um, wet food she, has fewer calories than dry food. Just so you know. Yeah, I mean we're we're giving her lots of cans. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know. We gotta gotta check in with her. Yeah. You should, you should give her like some some whey protein. Oh yeah, yeah like really bulk her up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. muscle milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll get her on some extra tea supplements. Yeah, she could probably fit <laughs> in one of those big tubs of, yeah, of whey protein. Probably. Yeah. Just put her in the tub. She's very tiny. <laughs> yeah, she's a little kitty. So yeah, that's about all with the trucker convoy. They're headed to D.C. All the like officials and, you know, law enforcement in D.C. and the National Guard is like keyed up, ready to go from a uh, they have approximately 700 soldiers from D.C., New Jersey, Vermont, West Virginia that are all um, you know, ready to spring into action but they're basically like yeah we're not too worried about it yeah so they're gonna have a big victory party on the mall yeah this could be a moment of coming together as americans we could could all, be, yeah we could just join them and be like thanks thank you for your service thank you for liberating right. us thank you for convoy. you know i i enjoy my freedom and honestly like you know credit where credit's due yeah, yeah we took the masks off the children um we, we gave some some uh poorly maintained guns to ukraine <laughs> Uh, that I was keeping in mission my, accomplished. Yeah, I was keeping in, in my in my kid's closet. You know, uh, <laughs> my wife was nagging me about getting rid of the gun that I keep in my kid's closet. I haven't it, haven't oiled it in in six months. And I could see like to uh, Ukrainians the first Baptist church in Troy, um, like doing a gun giveaway, but like not to anybody associated with BLM in Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they wrap the gun in ham before <laughs> before sending it out. Yeah, is there? No, he's a. It's not an Orthodox church, but he is Greek. Right? Yeah, yeah, but he yeah, also but believes the Greeks Baptist. are cursed. Yeah. yeah, amongst other peoples. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the many peninsulare people. Galakitas. Galakitas. Should we talk about this report uh, about the police um, covering their badges in oh, Albany? Yeah. 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 We could t- touch on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Eric Hawkins, police chief of the uh, Albany Police Department, um, has uh, acknowledged that officers violated policies by covering up their names on their badges um, when they were uh, suppressing protests back in. It was last summer. April, yeah, yeah April oh, 2021. Yeah, yeah. I remember being there and seeing that. Yeah, that was the really, like, brutal kind of street fight between yeah. cops and protesters, and they were... Um, well, there there were two. There was one that happened in 2020, which was the mm-hmm. one that I was at that it got hit with a rubber bullet, and there was, like, tear gas, and, you know, the police started a riot. And then they started another riot in 2021 that was much less attended and happened during the day because there was an encampment out in front of, uh, was it the South Station? Yeah, South yeah. Station. And so they brutally attacked this uh, encampment and, like, you know, dragged people off by their hair. And, like, you know, it was, like, really nasty. It was fucked up. Yeah. yeah. And so there was a community response that showed up and, like, you know, laid, like, a protest siege around the um, uh, the, 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 the precinct yeah. until all the, um, uh, you know, uh, prisoners were released. Um, and, yeah, it, it got really heavy for a minute there it did well it turns out that was all a misunderstanding uh from some orders (laughs) and also um the police had microaggressions done to them yes 
Yeah. So one, basically <laughs> one cop got his home address posted online or something and they, and they felt very, very, very scared. It. They were very, very, very afraid. And so, um, according to police chief Hawkins, um, confusing instructions were given from a now former commander. Um, and officers were, uh, uh, he told officers that they could cover their name tags. They were o- they were only supposed to cover their name. They were not supposed to cover their badge number. That oh. is apparently what what you know what they did that was wrong. But these cops were in full riot gear, mm-hmm. so they were essentially like unrecognizable, unidentifiable. Yeah, you couldn't see their face. You, you couldn't know? see anything. You could not have identified any of them through any means because they had their numbers, their names, and their faces completely covered. Um, and so, yeah, now Hawkins is just basically saying, like, oops, they were only supposed to cover their names. Which and, is... <laughs> yeah, and also in that article, they mentioned that, like, uh, some officers were called slurs or something, uh, which is... I, like I, cop slurs or, no, like, racial no, slurs? No, like, racial slurs. That um, seems... Because, because, you know, the, the Albany Police Department is just like a, like a fucking Colors of Benetton ad. Yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah, so, like, the, actually, racism was done to them. Huh. Yeah. Right. Uh, so maybe you should check yourself before we wreck yourself with a baton. Yeah, I'm well. looking for where. Um, some officers interviewed said protesters subjected them to abusive language, including threats to rape their family members. Protesters yelled racial slurs at a female sergeant and male police officer, both of whom are black, as well as an, as well as an Middle Eastern American officer, the report said. Um, so, yeah, I totally believe that. That sounds... Yeah, that gr- that grammatical error and... Yeah. At least I bet, I bet they they wrote, like, Arabic or something fucked yeah. up like that and, uh, had, and to, had to change it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and forgot to change the and. Uh, but yeah, that, uh, that, um, is, uh, uh, stupid. But of I course think. he ends, he ends the report true, by saying, despite some officers removing or concealing their badges, the actions of every officer involved in the April 22 incident have been accounted for. Phew. So don't worry, guys. Nobody did anything wrong. Basically is the, yeah. the gist of it. It was just a little misunderstanding. And some of our cops got called Uncle Tom's and like, that's not nice. No, it's not nice. And actually they're, they're the grief party here. Yeah. Yeah. Phew. Oh, we got that cleared up. <laughs> Oh man. Um, I think that we're ready for a wildflower. I'm, I, I know I'm ready. For are ready for a yeah, wildflower. Ready. I know Karma's ready. Yeah, Karma's ready. Karma for a wildflower. looks very ready for a wildflower. Karma is the wildflower. Yeah, the wildflower yeah. today is that Karma graced us with her presence. She's been very cute. I took pictures. Can I post a picture on the Instagram, Chris? Yeah, Do you mind if we yeah. Post no, a I picture think that's great. You we, and Karma. On? Yeah, we need to post more content yeah. on there. So. Yeah. Hell yeah. So cute. Okay. Um. So, this comes to us from Mother Jones, REI workers just unionized by a landslide. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, this is a um, a Manhattan store. Uh, it's the first of the REI locations to unionize. Um, 86% of its staff voted to form a new local of the um, retail, wholesale, and department store union. Hell yeah. This is the same union that uh, Amazon's big Bessemer um union push is uh is working with and then i think it's also might be the same with starbucks um 
Aria, this is so, the REI vote follows an expensive full bore effort against the union, including an anti-union podcast that drew laughs online for progressive flourishes like an indigenous land acknowledgement and executives <laughs> recitation of pronouns. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. Yeah. This R-E-I-C- was supposed to be like the most woke yeah. uh, anti-union ad ever. REI CEO Eric Arts, who opened with the land acknowledgement, earned $3 million in 2019. Wow. What is this fucking podcast? Uh, here in the, in How the, much of that three million made its way to indigenous people? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a really good. Um, uh, oh, it, the REI itself published the podcast. Oh my god, that's cringe. That's fucking cringe, bro. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, there, there is a. Um, uh, here, this is from MSNBC. That um, uh, as the outdoor gear giant REI has demonstrated, these largely well-intentioned programs can be exploited and weaponized against employees who want a real voice in their workplace through a union. The trend of increased attention to diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives is a good thing. Companies should be proactive about dealing with bigotry and making the workplace welcoming for people from all walks of life. But that, uh, but what we can see in the case of REI is that employers have the capacity to use this pro- these programs as a smokescreen to divert workers from realizing their collective power and rallying together to assert themselves. Who's, that, who's reporting this? Th- this is in uh, MSNBC. Okay, MSNBC. Uh, right, yeah, right. It's not wow. Bad. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Com- Comrade MSNBC. Yeah, right. <laughs> Is that the you? staff writer is immediately <laughs> yeah. fired. <laughs> For uh, doing union agitation. Right. Um, yeah, the, the, um, apparently the, the rest of those, um, those podcasts have stuff about, like, um, diversity and inclusion and, like, unionizing will, like, get in the way of REI's commitment to like being a diverse workplace oh, actually no. that that few people know this but that's the first rule of unions yeah white it's dudes, white no, dudes only. no more diversity yeah. Yeah. no more land acknowledgements no more pronoun <laughs> yeah. everybody has to everybody is just their assigned gender at birth yeah um, uh, here here uh, <laughs> in a classic bit of anti-union rhetoric the ceo said he appreciates unions and believes that they're important in other workplaces but they're not a fit for rei because they could, quote, impact our ability to communicate and work directly with our employees. As part of his case against the unions at REI, Arts suggested that other tools exist within the uh, company, like employee inclusion networks, to hear voices, to build community, and to provide an opportunity for connection. As as just, uh, uh, and also while aligning to the co-op's values of workplace diversity, equity, and inclusion. This is another thing that he says is that REI is a co-op. And so unionizing employees would interfere with the cooperative model. But REI is a consumer co-op, which means that consumers, not workers, get the share of ownership and accompanying benefits. Oh, really? And also... Yeah. I didn't even know that. Also, union co- Like, there are unions and co-ops. Like, right, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so customers have to, like, true. buy in? Like, how, how does that work? Yeah, for, is for that like our- Sam's Club? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, there's another article that is linked to in this Mother Jones article that explains how their consumer co-op works. Um, is, but, that, is that like honest weight? I don't. I don't know. I think honest weight's a consumer co-op lie. where like you you can't like the public can buy, it, yeah, but you get cheaper. It's a member. Uh, yeah, member. Yeah, yeah, member ownership. Yeah, yeah. So it which might be the also same thing. has so like a it's worker a buyer's, element. Yeah, yeah, it's a buyer's club. Uh, so you get bulk discounts if you become a member of their yeah. like 
If you buy like eighty consumers. tents, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I all power, like, all power to the consumers. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, <laughs> it's a twenty dollar lifetime membership that includes benefits like an annual dividend on future purchases, exclusive sales, and the ability to vote for their board of directors. So yeah, I guess an employee can give twenty dollars to their employer and get good deals on like windbreakers. Yeah. But I don't really, I don't know if that a uh, that constitutes worker co-op. I also don't think it gets in the way of the even consumer ownership. No, of course a, it know, doesn't. No. no. But you know what? Eighty Over 80% of their workers voted to unionize. That's very cool. The Manhattan store, workers said they were making like less than $20 an hour. They were making like $18 an oh hour. Oh my God. Damn, in New York? In, How the hell did in they? Manhattan. How do they possibly survive? You can, I mean, you can't. Like, so that's they're like, not a living wage in that They're like city. living on the street and then showing up and like working, you know, as they're probably just dr- They're probably like delivering Uber Eats, yeah. you know, 20 hours a week and just Fucking like- a. Oh, no, I mean, they also get a cheap tent to live in. That's very true. Yeah, no, deals on tents, so. We need to free New York City. From itself. Yeah, we need need to. It is locked in its own, like, ideological cage that then, uh, like, upholds the real cage that, like, the literal cage that they they live in. (laughs) New York City, we see you, we're coming. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just hold on. Just hold on tight. Liberate New York City. Yeah, you know, I see people talking. Like, we know some folks who used to live in the city, and like, I've 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 known people who have since moved out, and they talk about how like it's almost like cultish the idea that it's the best place in the world to live, and yet they look back on their time living there as being very kind of lonely and isolating and unfulfilling. Yeah, obviously that's not true for everybody, and I know I know people who live there who absolutely love it, but yeah, but everyone that we keep in our basement that we're deprogramming. <laughs> Um, <laughs> They've come they, around. They don't, yeah, they, they, don't, they, they now say realize that, that it was a terrible yeah, place to live. Yeah, they, they say, uh, yeah, New York City is the ter- most terrible place to live. New York City is the most terrible place to live. New York City is the most terrible place to live. New York City is the most terrible place. It puts the lotion on its. But another thing that's touched on in this article is how, like, y- like popular, like public support for unions as a model is higher than it's been in decades. Yeah. So, like, even though unionization level, like, people actually. Being in a union is way, way down since the 80s. We are, there is like a spike in public support for unionizing workers, which is very cool. Yeah. Mm. And uh, 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 another wildflower would be that the, uh, the tech guild, or the, 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 all the tech workers at the New York Times unionized also. Hell yeah. Which is like, I think like a, a unit of like 400 something people. It's a fairly large for that sector. Hell yeah. yeah. We love to see it. Yeah. And they, and they also won by a, by a ton. Yeah. I think the the uh, the only people there. I think there was like literally sixty nine people who voted against it. Not nice. Not nice. Not nice. Well, props to those uh, uh, women, NBs, and males. Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> good on them. And <laughs> this is Chris's new thing. Yeah. The only sex based uh, gender we have now is is males. Yeah. Everybody else's um, signifier. Well, it's, it, it's high time. You know, I'm just I'm just trying to. Be- Balance the playing field here, you yeah. know. So arm uh, women and MBs and males. Um, yeah, run. You get nothing. Yeah, yeah. run. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode <laughs> of Iron Weeds. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, anything to plug, fellas? I think next week we're going to do a bonus episode on the history of the uh, illegalization and legalization of cannabis. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So it's get gonna be dang. ready for that. Um, 
And uh, yeah, if you want to subscribe early for that, you'll be able to get it on day one yep. for as little as a dollar. At patreon.com slash ironweeds. We just put out an episode on nukes that Chris did a ton of research for. It was a very well-researched and an excellent episode. And we actually recorded it before there was a significant chance of nuclear war, like, popping off. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of recorded with this. It's funny because, like, I was – we recorded it and then things in Ukraine got really bad. And then I edited it, and it was funny, It just like, because we don't talk about... The invasion, because the, the invasion didn't happen yet. No, and yeah. so it just sounds like this very kind of almost abstracted conversation that's not, you know, it's sort of, it's yeah. weird. It's like, it's like preserved in amber of yeah. this, you know, before well, moment. Because there was like three or four weeks when like the Western media was like, any day now, any, any day, day now. It's going to happen. Uh -huh. so gonna happen. It was recorded within that context, but like, we didn't actually think it was going to happen right no you know like because it still doesn't make sense that it did um at least to me um uh, no, I, I think most russia watchers don't understand it either yeah. yeah yeah um but anyway yeah very good episode uh, at least i think so Hopefully yeah it, yeah no, it's excellent and it's and it's newly relevant in a in a not so fun way so yeah. go check that out at patreon.com slash ironweed yeah find, find out why we're all gonna get thyroid cancer <laughs> and this is i don't know if we actually uh tease this but real quick did you know that the highest rate of nuclear fallout ever recorded anywhere was recorded in Troy, New York? Yes, we have. We have teased it okay. several times. Right. Well, you're going to have to tune in but, to find yeah. out the rest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter.com. IronReadsPod. You can find a photograph of Chris Scully holding the beautiful karma on Instagram at... Iron Weed Spot. And you can send us an email, why don't you, at ironweedspot at, at gmail.com. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace. From, from a oh, couple of... We can never stop recording, because if <laughs> yeah. we do stop recording, you have to put down Little Miss Karma. Yeah.